You're listening to Talking TV with Liz and Lindy of PureFandom.com. Greetings, listeners, and welcome to another episode of Talking TV with Liz and Lindy. I'm Liz, co-founder of PureFandom.com, and unfortunately... Uh, for me, Lindy is rocking it out in Las Vegas, being a fierce bitch. So I have um, coerced my husband Eric to join me in this week's episode of Talking TV to discuss um, the Walking Dead recap for um, New Best Friends. Hello, Eric. Hi. I was I was getting ready to say hi. I'm Lindy, in like her Lindy voice. She has a little bit deeper voice, though, than me. I think my voice is actually higher than hers. Well, it depends on the context. Sometimes she's higher. What? If she's really... Well, she's... Uh, we can't get into it. Yes, we can. So when, <laughs> so if she's, when is her voice higher than mine? When she gets really excited. Oh, yeah. First... You, wait, so are talk- you... Wait, wait, wait. So are you saying that when she records with me weekly, she's not actually excited? Uh... Wait. <laughs> I take it back. Okay, we'll discuss this with her next week. Okay, um, so of course we are discussing this week's episode of The Walking Dead. Um, Entertainment Weekly gave it an A minus, so they thought it was awesome. It was solid. It was solid. It was solid. Um, see, I think that uh, a lot of people are hating on this season of The Walking Dead, just because like. I don't know. I feel like they're they some fans just need a reason to bitch about something. And yeah. for being in its seventh season, I feel like the show just keeps upping its game. Yeah, and I, I definitely feel a little bit more I mean, it's always been like an artistic show. Like the the beauty is in the art and how they develop the walkers and you know, they they definitely showed some artistic uh prowess in this particular episode because of one of my favorite parts in the whole episode the warrior walker which was sincerely badass yes let's just dive right into it so jadis who is the um leader of this new group that is in the middle of uh a dump site a huge like the biggest dump in atlanta landfill landfill or no it's not atlanta bdc i guess yes it's a landfill right that's what that's called Oh, I think a landfill is like below the ground. This is just like a dump. Yeah. Okay. Well, it's a dump. Um, so it's massive. And um, I will say my one uh, my one thing I will critique about this episode was mm-hmm. that the backdrop behind Rick looked totally fake. Oh, my God. That was horrible. It was I really noticed bad. that, too. Yeah. Like, the walker looked that more was, real than the backdrop. I know. That backdrop was garbage. Yeah. Lit. Oh, God. How long have you been waiting to say that? <laughs> uh, yeah, sorry. And I'm married to that. Okay. Yeah. Well, so we read a really funny recap on Funny or Die that called that walker you're referring to the Beyonce walker. <laughs> um, if you don't read the weekly recaps, I don't think this is the same author, maybe, that recaps um, The Walking Dead on Funny or Die every week. It's fucking hilarious. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so the Beyonce Walker, mm-hmm. I thought it was super creative. Absolutely. And, and really a creative way to put a new spin on how to use walkers. I mean, I, I feel like at every camp, they use walkers 
in some creative way. If you think about there was, uh, what was it, Terminus? Yeah. Where they kind of had them in that tr- in those trucks and they had the big siren that went off and it attracted all the walkers to their booby trap. Those, that was the wolves. The wolves, not right. the not Terminus. But, you know... You, Terminus, you, they didn't have a chance to become walkers because um, they were just being eaten before they, <laughs> they could die. Right. So, and there were no body parts left. Hence the barbecue. Yes, hence barbecue. Um, the barbecue debacle. You notice it with the saviors too, whatever the hell they set up for Daryl and the other people that were in transition for becoming quote unquote Negan. Um, and Morgan did that as well. Didn't he? He did something crazy before Rick found him for the second time with walkers. Uh, yes. Well, he did something with the spikes. With he the had spikes, the spikes right. set up outside his camp and that's I think what inspired them to do it at Alexandria in the prison. Right, right. So yeah, each camp has a way of actually using the walkers as some sort of defense, which is which is something interesting and mm-hmm. I never really thought of before. So these trash people, um, <laughs> aside of the fact that they took, I have to quote this Funny or Die article because it was hilarious, um, which said that they all looked like they were wearing Yeezy season seven. <laughs> that was hysterical. Why, um, why do you think they're so obscure and weird? I don't like using the word weird because I don't like categorizing people like that, but it is, they were, she's, they're odd. Yeah. And the language they use, the way they talk, the way they act, you know, another thing I definitely noticed is how tall and lanky a few of those people were. Um, I saw at least three characters that were taller than six, five. And it's like, where, why are they acting in that way? And I, I'm guessing it's the greenhouse gases created from the garbage, um, I can't tell if you're kidding or not. <laughs> I'm definitely kidding. Oh, okay. I have no <laughs> idea. But but why would their ability to communicate have digressed so badly? What what would lead to that? Because this Jadis person is doesn't speak in complete sentences. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't. But you cannot. But you can also tell she's smart. Hmm. Like I, I think mm-hmm. because the way she negotiated with Rick. The way she was negotiating with him, to me, it was almost like, well, I'll break it down this way before I talk about the negotiation. They could be speaking in this way because um, she's using it as, as some sort of leadership mechanism. Like, okay, I have to show or at least act like I have this facade of that I know what I'm doing or I know I can be a leader. And people will follow that, especially in times of trauma. You know, these people are like, okay, cool, this is the world now. And maybe it's some sort of fantasy they fixated in their minds that makes them not think about the way things used to be. Mm. Like almost using it as a coping mechanism. Mm -hmm. Like they may not have digressed that much, but they are just like succumbing to their new environment and new way of life. And this Jadis person has accepted that and said, okay, like we're going to live the way we want to live. We're too tired and weak to actually fight. So that's why she said we take, we don't. What'd she say? We take, we take, we don't bother. We take, we don't bother. Um, so it's almost like all of these people are hipsters where <laughs> they want hipsters in a sense of they're just too cool for the apocalypse. Right. And so they're just going to kind of chill. Yeah. And, and I feel like, you know, a lot of communities that we've seen throughout the show model themselves after their leader. And you wonder, you know, well, you see, I mean, I'm, I'm not 
two end of ancient civilizations and things, but you know, you have methodologies that each leader is going to apply to how they run their group yes, or whatever. So, you know, is, is Jadis, does she have some unique style or, or method, to how she's running the group and is she, I mean, who knows, maybe she's inspired by cave people and how they, Evolved because of you know what happened in the world back then. Who knows? Maybe they think. Maybe think she thinks they've regressed to some ancient civilization where she wants to use simpler words. Who knows? I don't know. Yeah, apocalypse makes people freaking weird. Yeah, and and to finish the second part of what I was talking about before, I think that she is smart because of the way she was bargaining with Rick. She was just right. like, okay. Yeah. Um, we want this. We want this. He's like, no. And the way she kind of looked at him was like, how far can I push him? Mm-hmm. Like, okay, we really, he knows that we live like shit. We're mm-hmm. living in shit. We're living in trash. Mm-hmm. He knows we have nothing. But um, we're also desperate enough. She doesn't show it in a way of um, where we normally think of desperation, but I think they're desperate. Mm-hmm. You know? So why yeah. else would she agree to help? Exactly. And I also, we talked about this when we were watching it as well. I have a feeling she may know who the saviors are. They definitely know who the saviors yeah. are. And so Rick definitely thinks that too. And yeah. he knows he's helping them out. Why do you think they don't bother? Exactly. Probably because of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe one of them came from there. Who knows? Yeah. And maybe Negan gave her that haircut. Oh, God. <laughs> Maybe she was one of Negan's women. Who knows? Oh, yeah, Maybe she came from the Saviors and started this community and was like, if this guy really says he can get me guns and we can do this, like, hey, I yeah. don't know. I mean, they, she did say they've been there since the change, though. So it may not have been her, but the community's True. been there since the change. Good so point. I wonder... Well, that, that's just an interesting tidbit. I don't know what it means. No, it's a good point though. That means they've been a, they've been living like that since then. Mm-hmm. At least some of them, some whether of them. it started as yeah. a smaller community and grew, blah 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 blah. Right. Okay. So um, let's talk about uh, Tara and Oceanside. Totally saw Tara be like, "Yep, um, sure, yeah, Rick, definitely will tell you. Totally been farther than any of you guys. We'll tell you if I run into any guns." Um, <laughs> see, here's her problem. She has, I think she has absolutely no problem telling Rick because mm-hmm. those are her people. The, the only problem that lies within that is they don't have any guns. So if they go marching up there and say, hey, give us your guns. We're going to go fight these people that yeah. murdered all the men in your life between the ages of 113. <laughs> they're probably just going to shoot Rick and co. Yeah, it's, it's a pickle. It is a pickle. Well, I mean, surely they can woo Oceanside, the Oceanside crew, into the fight. You I would think, think. Well, what do you think it would take to convince? Hmm. To me, it's showing up with fucking everybody. Yeah. And being like, listen, we're with you. Look yeah. at how many of us there are. Yeah. It's like Turuk Maktao in uh, Avatar. 
Oh, 100%. They got yeah. a Turuk Maktal them. I know. Good totally. job, Rick. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they definitely have to Turuk Maktal them. Yeah, I, I think that's that's a great way. I think, you know, one way they can convey the loss that they've experienced at the, you know, at the hands of the saviors, you mm-hmm. know, where they, but it's not going to be near, well, I don't, I mean, it could be near the loss of what the Oceanside crew has seen. So maybe they use that to woo him, but. I mean, it takes it takes an army, I think, to convince. It does. The, they have the to true power. The, yeah, they got a Tariq Mukhtar because everyone's lost something at this point. Mm-hmm. So loss is just this like commonality, unfortunate commonality that everyone has. Right. And I don't think it's going to push them over the edge. Right. Okay. So um, last part on that side of the episode, or last little bit on that part of the episode, something's going to happen with Rosita. She's just being pushed over the edge. Like, she can't... She was even proven wrong in that Father Gabriel didn't go against them. Mm-hmm. And she still was being a brat. Yeah. I mean, even the way she's acting with Sasha and all this stuff, I mean, it's... She's pitting everyone against her. Mm-hmm. You know, she's not making any friends. And I think in the end, that's just going to get her killed. Because no one's going to stand up for her. No, no. And I, I think the fact that she's using it as like some people grieve and they're just like dicks, Mm -hmm. but it doesn't matter because everyone was just as close to Glenn. Look at Maggie. Maggie's not, Maggie's pregnant with Glenn's child Mm -hmm. and she's not acting like a total bitch. I know. You know, she's manning up. I, I have a feeling this is only if she doesn't die, which is a distinct possibility. Okay. Sasha is going to save her life at some point in a meaningful way to distill all of the hostility between them. That's my estimation. And I think it will happen soon because nobody likes that kind of bullshit drama on this show. It doesn't last long. It can't last. And usually someone dies or a life is saved and everything's kind of reset. Cough, Spencer, cough. (laughs) So. Okay. I agree with you there. Let's talk about Daryl and Carol. Can we please? That hug. Oh, my God. There was so much love, emotion, turmoil, relief. (laughs) Anything else? In one hug. (laughs) I love how he's like, what's her name? What (laughs) is her name? (laughs) It's like, yeah. Tell me her damn name. At least, yeah, she has more balls than all of you. So let's cut through the bullshit. It was a beautiful moment. Daryl didn't tell her because he loves her so much. And by love, I mean, we talked about this at Wizard World Portland Comic Con this weekend in our panel. Their love is deeper than any sort of romantic love. Mm -hmm. It is so deep that it's just, I mean, it's just powerful. Like Mm -hmm. they're best friends. They're there for each other Mm -hmm. no matter what. Um, I think that... He did that out of respect for her because he's like, there's nothing she can do right now. Mm -hmm. But what do you think? Two things. Well, first off, what do you think Carol will do when she finds out? And how do you think she's going to find out? Because it still baffles me. It's still like, oh, shit, she has no idea about Glenn or Abraham. Mm -mm. Well, I think it's. Or how they're being treated. Yeah. In general. It's what it's what she needs to get back involved, of course. I mean, you know. Or when she finds out what they did to Daryl. Oh. That too. That may be what puts her over the edge. Yeah. The, the whole, I, I think 
Hearing about Daryl eating dog food is probably what's going to put her over. Seriously, the like hearing about that and what he and what he had to go through, and he's still fighting. She's yep. going to be like, "There's no way I can." She's going to be like, "I'm a bitch. I need to get over it." I think she's going to suicide mission it. I'm sticking by my uh, by my um, prediction from last week. Mm-hmm. She'll be the one that finally wins over uh, Ezekiel. Mm-hmm. And when she finds out, she's going to like suicide mission it and like blow herself up or something. Like there'll be some situation where they they someone needs to plant something like with the dynamite or whatever yeah. and there won't be enough time for them to get out. Yeah. And she'll be like, I'm going to do it. Yeah, I could totally see that happening. I think she's lost everything. She's given up and she she can only have one big push left in her. And I, mm-hmm. I think, you know, she's she's been gone enough times and throughout the duration of this show, I just can't see another story arc coming up and going down outside of her dying. Agreed. Yeah. So as far as what's going to push her over the edge, I I, I think it, you're right. I think it could be Daryl. Mm-hmm. And learning about, I mean, Abraham, of course, but especially Glenn. Yeah. And knowing that Maggie's pregnant, she's mm-hmm. just going to be like, Oh my God. It's too much. Yeah. It's way too too much. much. Um, so let's talk a little bit about Ezekiel and his last, um, exchange with the saviors. So there's that douchebag with the saviors named Jared with the long hair that always has an altercation with Richard, who's Ezekiel's right hand man. Mm -hmm. He tells Ezekiel or he tells Jared or Jared tells Richard, I don't think he should have a gun anymore just because he's being a dick. They get in a fight. Mm -hmm. That other little boy uses his stick. Freaking Morgan just wipes him out in like one swift move with his stick because he's a samurai boss. And then he gets his stick taken away, sadly. After he politely asked for it back, (laughs) which I thought was just very rude. Like, listen, saviors, I get it. But once you're rude. I know. That's no, just no respect. No respect. That's what I mean. Morgan's gonna kill that guy for sure. I think so. Just because he's gonna get angry enough. There's a fucking code. Listen, and I mean, and Ezekiel's starting to see it because even the leader of that group of saviors said to Ezekiel, I forget exactly what the words were, but he said, "I know, like it's our mm-hmm. fault, but you got to get a handle on it." And mm-hmm. Ezekiel's like, "What the fuck?" Yeah, you're just admitting you know that your guy's being an idiot. Mm-hmm. We're committing to our deal i mean all of the cards are lining up right now for to push ezekiel over the edge yeah i mean i i think you know this whatever negan's two ic's name mustache handlebars guy whatever wait which guy isn't it oh it's not handlebars guy with the mustache that meets ezekiel that's the one that goes to the that's one that goes to alexandria Alexandria. looking for daryl but this was another like I guess lieutenant, lieutenant yeah, yeah, Top Gun. Yeah, you know, I, I think it's Ezekiel's definitely starting to realize that they will take and take and take, give nothing, mm-hmm. and they will continue to take more, and it's never going to stop. And that is what Rick is trying to convince him of. And it's just more and more evidence leading to that. Mm-hmm. So it's going to push him over the edge. And if that doesn't, I think what is going to happen is Richard is going to do something stupid. Yes. To get the kingdom to a place where they feel they need retribution against the kingdom. And it's going to go way too far. And Ezekiel will have no choice. 
Exactly. You'll have no choice but to fight. Mm-hmm. You're exactly right. I hope it doesn't get to that point. Oh, Richard, but, the whole thing with the bombs and, or not the bombs, but the machine gun just shooting down, leading to Carol. It was like, yeah, how did it was he like, think what? that was going to solve the problem? Exactly. It's like one person is not just because she is a badass and could kamikaze against all those bastards if right. they, she needed to. But And guess what would have happened if they did show up at Carol's house? She would have killed them all. <laughs> so none of them would have been, been able worse. exactly none of them would have been able to say to Negan oh we found out who did it it was this sweet old lady living out in the woods <laughs> no Carol would have wiped all their asses out I then know. they would have come back and she would have been like damn it what did I tell you yep Ugh. she would have baked them cookies and then killed them exactly because she'd be eating like eating the cookies out of their stomachs you're gonna <laughs> oh my god she would have probably she's a bad motherfucker yeah. All right. Next week, we see Eugene finally. Oh, I'm so glad he's alive. Can we talk about um, seeing the mullet in real life at Wizard World Portland Comic Con this weekend? Oh, my. I saw it. I mean, I could have touched it. I know. Dude, he was just chatting it up with his fans. Yep. He was being great. Mm-hmm. I wish we had time to go up and get an autograph or something. That would have been pretty just cool. Just shaking his hand. I know. He'll be at another one, though. I bet he's got a real limp handshake, though. On The Walking Dead, anyways. Oh, not not real life. Yeah, it's one of those. Did you see him? He looked like a boss. I know. He had his hat on. Well, it's good to see that that's his real hair. You know, that was relieving to me. He has committed to the role. Yes, absolutely. Uh, Listeners, that hair was real. Yes. 100%. Good enough to pull on. I was tempted. Oh, my God. He really was. Fortunately, he was holding my backpack. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay, so we see him and Negan again next week in the preview. Obviously, Negan's going to say, okay, teach us how to Six Sigma this bullet shit (laughs) so that way we can efficiently produce some bullets. Yes. uh, Which is not good. Not good at all. No. I think something is going to happen to Eugene. I think he's going to, I mean, something's got to happen. He's either going to sacrifice himself or they're going to get him out. Because now he's really the most valuable of the entire crew to Negan. There's no way Negan's going to kill him. No, absolutely not. No way. He's going to, like, beat him emotionally, maybe physically into submission if he isn't already. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, he is the most valuable. He can build, um, he can not only build bullets, he could probably build bombs. Yeah. He could probably build all sorts of shit. Yeah, and, and he's definitely not the type... To, I mean, maybe he's to the point now where he's willing to sacrifice, but he's always been the type who's just going to survive, you know, and is he over that hump now with Rick and co to commit to doing something potentially harmful to Negan, setting up a bomb that is destructive to the saviors in some way or something? I could see him starting to do that, like figure out. Um, like Iron Man himself a little bit. Right. I could see him maybe doing that little Iron Man one action. Ooh, yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I feel like it, we'll have to see who else he'll be working with because if he's working with someone else that has any sort of idea what he's doing, it's going to make it that much more difficult to fly under the radar. Right. Um, but I could totally see Negan being like, if you can make bo- you can make bombs, you can do blah, 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 blah. And then him planning some sort of trap. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just, I, I also think there'll be a way for, or there'll be a, 
a, a situation where Rick and co will try to contact him or at least check up on him because they know where he is. Mm-hmm. I don't know if he told Rick about the, the gun thing or how to make oh, a bullet that plant where he made the bullet. But I mean, at least Rosita. they, they know because of the whole situation of how Eugene was taken in the first place. So Rosita would at least be able to lead them there. Yeah. So they could somehow check on him or maybe get him a message. That's really risky. But I mean, if they're like, Hey, if we need someone to plant a bomb somewhere where there's a shit ton of gunpowder, maybe we can get a hold of Eugene. I don't know. Maybe that's how Rosita redeems herself. You bring up a good point. She is the one who knows. Mm -hmm. So there may be some plot that they need to, to gain some leverage Especially since Rick and Co. now have to get a shitload of guns somewhere. Oceanside. And obviously they need some method to get bullets. So may, maybe Eugene leaves the instructions laying around for how to make bullets to, for Rick and Co. to pick up. Yeah, but they need... Wow. Well, yeah, I don't know. We'll find out. We'll find out. All right, did we hit all the high points? Yes, I think so. Although I, I will say one of my favorite comedic parts of the episode, maybe it wasn't intentional, uh, especially mentioned in that Funny or Die article when uh, Rick defeated the warrior walker. Oh, yeah. That whole scene was just bizarre, wasn't it? Well, it was just kind of like, really, this is the best you guys have come up with? <laughs> I know. All Jumping you gotta- trash on it, and then he sticks his hand through. I, is that what's going to cause Rick's hand yeah. to get infected and get chopped off? If, I'm hoping. If it has to get chopped off just because of an infection... But, I mean, think about how much bacteria was in that trash. And you're, like, rubbing it all over the place. And it was the walker helmet. And it probably wasn't the first walker that's worn that helmet. No. No. And and also, I mean, it was a very creative walker thing. But it's like, all you got to do is kick the thing and knock it down. It can't really get back up. Mm -mm. A lot of spikes, I guess. I don't know. All right. Well, thank you so much for joining me today. You're welcome. That was really fun. That was really fun. Um, Now, uh, can we go eat ice cream and... Go cuddle with our dogs. Yeah, that sounds great. Oh, barf! Isn't that so gross? (laughs) Well, thanks again for joining us. This is Talking TV with Liz and Lindy. And check out all of our other podcasts. We're ramping up since we've been traveling the last couple weeks. Our Star Wars Theory Series podcast again. We've taken a two-week hiatus, and we are back recording tomorrow night. So make sure you check that out. Of course, Brad and Court Talk, another one of our hit podcasts. They recap anything and all things on the Sci-Fi Network. Currently, they're doing The Magicians, which is a badass show if you guys haven't watched it. Um, And you can also check out their other podcasts if you're catching up on shows like uh, Incorporated, Dark Matter, uh, which is really good, by the way. We should watch that. Yeah. I started the first two episodes, and it's pretty rad. Sweet. Yeah, that one's really good. We also have Super Talk, our Supergirl podcast. Um, We have um, our new nerdy podcast that is one of our head writers, Meg Bonnie and her husband. Ooh. And um, I think they're doing, they were doing Teen Wolf. I'm not exactly sure what they're doing now, but um, we will double check. I know they're going to start recording. And am I missing any other podcasts? Do we have another podcast? You covered a lot. I think that's it. You guys got a lot going on. We got a lot going on. Okay? We're busy. (laughs) We're motherfucking busy. Um, We're super excited uh, to be back talking about The Walking Dead. So please leave all thoughts, comments, predictions. Tweet us at pure underscore fandom and find us on Instagram on the Mm -hmm. same handle. Instagram just came out with a really badass uh, release today. Oh. 
Yeah, you can publish slideshows. I think you can publish like up to 10 pictures in a post. I like it. Yeah, so it's nice. like a slide share thing. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, check us out on there. So we'll just put a bunch of weird photos of us up. See which one you guys like the most. Selfie. Selfie. Uh, and we'll catch you next time. Until then. Capes out. Visit purefandom.com for more kick-ass news on your favorite shows, fandoms, movies, and more.